What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Priesthood, a podcast that is about you, the people of God, who at this little community that we're in perform a priestly role on Sunday mornings all together. Uh, welcome. This is the first one. And uh, that's my, my, little, my little quick snippet. First, first take, first try at trying to explain <laughs> why at an evangelical free church we've chosen to call our podcast The Priesthood. But yeah. Spencer, why don't you talk a little bit more about this? Well, I think when we think about priests a lot, we think about the person standing between man and God. And that is like kind of where the, liturgi- the liturgical church goes with it. Mm-hmm. But we know as evangelicals, like we... We there is no one. There's the the veil was torn from top to bottom. Hebrew mm-hmm. says we have we can come confidently before the throne of God because of our high priest who is Jesus. And so now the priestly role is looks a whole lot more like preparing places uh, for the people of God to worship. First Peter calls us a kingdom of priests, yeah. um, where we just make room to encounter the Lord, and we make room for the people of God to encounter the Lord. Uh, it's it's interesting, like. We we're trying to come up with a name for this, and uh, we let's just roll through a couple of those Should names we, real quick. Let me, let me pull them up. Yeah, because they are incredible. My least favorite <laughs> was called My Chemical Bromance. <laughs> my Chemical Bromance <laughs> it was, also was my, great. My favorite one. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, per the use. I think it's awesome. <laughs> uh, here's where the other ones that we dreamed up: the beat, because we and the local newspaper. We were kind of running on this like new, local newspaper idea yeah. uh, for a while. Fellowship Free Press. Uh, it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't we happen. also JC had the idea to call it in your ears. Yes, like in ears, because you know musicians. Because jokes are better when we explain. That's right. <laughs> we really <laughs> yeah. explain them. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, uh, was it Michael Burleson who said? Who said? Uh, what was it? Turn uh, down the click. Turn down the click. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we landed on the priesthood, and it was interesting because I came in a few few days ago, and Andrew wasn't in the room. Uh, but I was thinking about the name or thinking about the podcast and came in uh, to the office and Emily was here and we got out, uh, you know, the trusty old word of God. And we were looking at first Peter two and also Ephesians two and first mm-hmm. Peter two talks about us being priests and like coming together, uh, to build a place of worship. But Ephesians two, uh, talks about the idea that we are living stones being built into a temple, mm-hmm. Uh, for the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. And that idea of living stones is like, um, if you keep reading through Ephesians, one of the main themes, especially in Ephesians 4, is that we are a body and we have gifts and talents to to serve the body. And the idea is that we will never get a full picture of what the kingdom of God can look like if the, if the people of God aren't uh, bringing their gifts and bringing themselves uh, to build up the temple. And so that's kind of exactly what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to talk about you guys mm-hmm. and the gifts that, that you all have and, and what we are actually bringing and what the Lord might be up to here at Fellowship and the temple that he is building. I think Emily also really resonated. Was it was the Ephesians 2 one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget specifically what about. Well, it, it talks about how we're no longer foreigners and strangers, mm-hmm. but we're part that's of the it. family. Yeah. And... I think that we all hope that this team in this season um, will be like a family where Mm -hmm. we can lock arms and create places to encounter Jesus uh, for each other, for our people. And um, that really excites me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about this is like 
Um, like Elisa is this episode Mm -hmm. and she is one of the people who has been on the team the very longest. And so, um, like all of y'all listening probably know Elisa in some like pretty special ways. Um, but I would, I would reckon I'm going to say reckon because she's from (laughs) Alabama and, uh, in that kind of mood today. (laughs) I would reckon that, uh, a lot of y'all don't know her whole story and like Mm -hmm. all of the details and like Mm -hmm. the things that God has done that she is going to share in this episode. And I love the idea of like all of us having a place in a format where like probably most of us already like engage with podcasts and we it's kind of built into our rhythm and you just pop them on when you're in the car unless you're elisa i'm gonna put her on the spot she's never listened to a podcast in her life and she's i our mean first i just episode. find really hard to believe but okay <laughs> she, we'll go with she it. says she it's, started it's one and she's never finished yeah. but that's her story to tell but and, we, gonna, and we talked about the one i know right. which one it was i'm so. gonna i'm gonna roast her twice right now and later in the episode but um <laughs> i just love the idea of like this living in a place that like we already engage with and then um, it just gives us a chance to get to know each other in a different kind of way that like maybe because the way our team works, we're never all up at the same time. You may serve with Elisa this Sunday and then it's six months before you serve with her again. But like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that like through this format, we can like build some community that just mm-hmm. wouldn't have been possible before. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's going to reveal uh, like Emily says, kind of the threads of like mm-hmm. what God is weaving together here at this time and in this place. And I think ultimately, and as much as fun as it is going to be to get to know everybody and uh, talk about their stories and the faithfulness of God and why he's brought them here, it's going to reveal uh, more about who Jesus is. I think mm-hmm. just as we see all the pieces come together, it's just going to give us a way bigger picture of who God is, what the kingdom of God looks like and what he's up to. So yeah. we're excited about it and we hope you enjoy this conversation with Elisa Harris. Well, Elisa, welcome to the podcast. We are so glad that you're here with us today. You're one of my favorite people in the whole world, and um, we're Mm -hmm. honored that you're sitting in our little space with us and that we get to have a conversation with you. But first, we need, before we hear some of your story, we just need to hear a little bit about like your State of the Union for Alabama football <laughs> in this in this um, in this year. Uh, I'm sure that's what everybody's. We wanting. do, we we do have as a an al- as an Alabama football fan. What are you thinking week three going well, into week three? First of all, I have to. I mean, for anybody, I mean, they would have to have never been in my presence. <laughs> but I feel like I need to couch it by saying I'm from Alabama. I was born and raised. Boo. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. Get Shout it out. out to Michael Douglas. Shout out. Um, went to school there. Like it's deep in my bones. It's not just like a thing that I've picked to be obnoxious about. Um, but no, I love it. I love taking my kids back. We had the best time. Uh, my life goal is to take all the people I love in Knoxville to Tuscaloosa at some point. <laughs> well, let's and get show, that on the calendar. Then. Show you the I'm wonders. free next weekend. <laughs> Let's go. Actually, I'm leading worship next weekend. Never mind. It's fine. We'll be back. Okay. We'll just teleport. (laughs) How long is the drive from here to Tuscaloosa? Five hours. Five long. Well, that's not too bad. It could be way worse. If it was you and me in the car, it'd be just fine. (laughs) Yeah, but all night. Yeah, but all night. To the city limits. Good grief. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if Emily's really tired on a Sunday here coming up, you know what happened. Ten hours of Tuscaloosa. (laughs) 
<laughs> if we show up on on the platform together and I fall over and Emily goes to sleep on the piano. <laughs> that sounds it. like a movie. Ten hours to Tuscaloosa. It doesn't sound Ooh, like a good Dibsy. one. Yeah. It sounds like a scary movie that <laughs> I would. It's avoid a documentary about <laughs> our trip all calls. <laughs> to Tuscaloosa. <sighs> oh my gosh. So yeah, we're all tied. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's, 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 we've actually been having this same conversation about Alabama football for like half an hour already. Yeah. And we were finally like, maybe we should start recording. But just now we're is, back. This is a window. It, it just it feels like an authentic place I'm to sorry. start. I'm so sorry. Oh, I asked the question. <laughs> you did. So I don't feel that bad about it. Well, um, tell us a little bit. One of the reasons that we wanted to have you on is because of your longevity on the team and um so tell us a little bit about your history here at fellowship um well it's so funny because I normally it's I don't know if it's just my crazy brain or what but when people ask me how long I've been at fellowship like my knee-jerk response is like a year and a half it's not it's what like 15 I think it's oh yeah that's not a year and a half a long time (laughs) that's like a year and a half times 10 I know so I'm bad at math um but no, it's it's been a really long time, um, and that's interesting. I grew up um, a preacher's kid, and so church was always a very um, transient thing for me. Like it was, I mean, we didn't move a ton, but church was just never a permanent. I kind of envied people that I got to kind of see growing up that were just like in the church mm-hmm. from the time they grew up, I mean, all the way through. And so it's been really sweet. excuse me, to really find where the Lord wants me to be, it feels like. Hmm. Um, And we were at a couple, I mean, my husband and I have been married for over 20 years now, and so we moved to Tuscaloosa. We moved to Tuscaloosa, (laughs) y'all. We moved from Tuscaloosa (laughs) to Knoxville um, in 2002 and went to a couple other churches and were actually like, I was signed up to start on the worship team one Sunday literally like was supposed to show up at rehearsal for like on the mic worship team at this other big church in Knoxville that afternoon and we woke up that morning and my husband just kind of looked at me and was like I think we're supposed to go to fellowship today and we had been here before and thought it was an, an, a great place but it just wasn't for us at that time and so we got up that morning and came and it's like a lightning bolt it was immediate like <laughs> this mm. is where we're supposed to be and so I had to email the other worship pastor at this other church and be like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd been to several choir practices and like I'd been through kind of this process. Um, and they had said, sure, come join the worship team. And so I felt horrible. I could email this guy and be like, it's just kidding. I won't be there. I mean, this was before I made any kind of commitment to worship team here at Fellowship. It was just clear mm-hmm. that like this is where you're supposed to be. And so not long after that, I contacted the worship pastor at the time and said, hey, what do I need to do to kind of get on board here? <laughs> who, who was that? This is like pre-Michael Cates, right? Yeah. 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 Not not a whole lot, but mm-hmm. yeah. It was what? I, y'all, math. It's a struggle. Um, Anna Kate was born in 2008. This would have maybe been the fall of 2000, fall or spring of 2007. I'm sure there's wow. emails somewhere. Um, <clears throat> but... It was so funny because he was like, I mean, Jacob was great. Mm-hmm. He was such a great, like, intentional, I want to make sure the people that are on this platform 
are here for the right reasons. And there was like, I don't know, y'all were talking about last night, but I don't know what the process is like now. But then it was like this long questionnaire and Mm. I had to come in and he was kind of like, I mean, you've only been here a few months. Are you sure? And for whatever reason, I guess maybe Providence, he was like, all right, whatever, come on. We'll see what happens. And so I filled out the thing, came in for the audition. And it was just very clear from the from the jump that the Lord had prepared a place for me, mm. which felt very, very sweet. Just, mm. again, coming from a, a pastor's family and kind of just being an accessory to my dad's ministry, which has been amazing mm. for a long time. Um, but never really feeling like I had a place, mm-hmm. you know, like – I'm just here because I kind of have to be. I joke about it all the time. I have no idea what time church starts. I'm 42, <laughs> mother of three. I still don't know what time just church show, just starts. Just show up and hope the doors I are just open. Show up. I just get in the car with whoever's coming. <laughs> yeah. So when that's me, it's a problem. No joke. I have to check planning center every week. I'm like, what time do I have to be there? I don't know. It has mm. changed a few times through the years. Oh, it has, mm-hmm. which also makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's been such a sweet sweet gift from the beginning all the way through to really feel like the lord had a place for me here and has continued to allow that to grow and deepen and change as the years have gone on and i'm just it's been really sweet i'm thankful can i ask at which point i mean you may not have an answer for this Mm -hmm. but so you were transient in childhood through churches like Mm -hmm. with your dad's ministry Mm -hmm. at which point being here was there like a, a moment when you were like oh, this is no longer transient, and this is my place now. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, my place on the worship team has been a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm really honest and vulnerable, it's still something that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Like relationally, in the back of my mind, <laughs> there's always, as when it comes to church relationships and friends and people, there's still that nagging thing in the back of my mind going, mm, is this going to be forever for and I guess as you get older you realize nothing is forever forever mm-hmm. um but I really think I mean we we have a wonderful life group we have deep relationships in that and that's been a gift um but just from the beginning really and truly it felt like you know that there was a specific purpose you talked about it a little bit last night but <laughs> there were literally like four people I can think of four mm-hmm. female vocalists that were singing yeah. at the time. Mm. Um, and just the Holy Spirit and Providence, honestly, I had come from a place when <laughs> my parents tell stories about me growing up, um, you know, playing the piano in church and singing in church. It was a battle. Like, I hated it. Mm. There are stories about, like, fifth Sunday singings at my dad's church on Sunday nights, you know, <laughs> and they'd like put me on the schedule. This and was a Baptist church, wasn't it? This was not a Baptist church, Whoa. but pretty much it's Church of God, Anderson. Oh, what? Anderson, not Cleveland, Tennessee. So it's very like, oh. if you walked in a Baptist church and walked in my daddy's church. It's similar. You wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, there are differences, but. Sunday night singing just got me. <laughs> Sunday night singings. And I can vividly remember, I mean, I would have been like fourth or maybe third grade sitting on the front row and it being my turn and just like slinking down in mm. the chair and like laying down like this isn't happening mm. <laughs> so it was something that I struggle with 
so hugely my whole childhood and just never wanted to be on a platform behind a piano (laughs) it was a big point of contention in my family growing up it was like you need to do this and if you don't then yeah kind of a use it or lose it thing which Mm. is a whole nother (laughs) part of my story Mm -hmm. um and so the lord brought me through some really it's it's so cool looking back on it now um because in the grand scheme of things my gift and my place in this team and in just being a worship leader is so so small Mm. (laughs) but it's so amazing to watch the lord work through those times when i would have literally rather been shot (laughs) than have to get up in front of people Mm. i mean honestly i can remember sitting down to play an offertory and feeling like somebody dumped a bucket of ice water on my head Mm. but thinking i've got to do this handshaking like horrible um and then coming into college and the lord opening doors for me to sing at like fca of all places i'm the least athletic person on the planet earth well you do know a lot about football (laughs) but then so at the time i what were we i think i had graduated but tyler was still there so i was his wife at the time and so they're like you can come up here and sing it'll be fine and i did and you know grew through that and then we went to a church when we first got married, Big Baptist Church on the east side of town, and um, was still not super confident in leading or singing in any way. It really wasn't something I wanted to do. And being under some leadership that kind of said, it's not about being confident in you. It's being confident in the gift that the Lord gave you for his body. Mm. And so in a very short few years in that place, I really learned so much about how to do that in an authentic way and how to ex- be expressive. I did not grow up in a very expressive or contemporary worship setting. And so coming out of that into fellowship at a time when maybe expression of worship was very inhibited from mm-hmm. the stage or I don't want to say inhibited because that makes that sounds like a judgment statement, but um it was just obvious that the Lord had brought me through some very specific things to maybe be able to get on the platform and just be authentic. Yeah. So create a space for his people. Create a space. One thing that you have said to me through the years and I know is your prayer every week is a little five word, Mm -hmm. five word prayer. And it's (laughs) felt in our body And I think there's been a lot of trust built with you through the years because it's just, it's felt. Maybe it's not, maybe somebody can't put their finger on it, but um, would you share that with us? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know when it started. I really don't. A long time ago. But every time I get up to lead, every time I get up to sing, anywhere before I start to sing there's always a little breathed prayer of just Jesus move me out of the way Mm. and so to hear you say that it's felt is such an amazing thing to know that no matter what state I'm in whether it's good or bad that the Lord honors that yeah um because that's it's not about it's certainly not about me (laughs) and so um that's 
something that I always really, really focus on is just, mm-hmm. it's not about me. Yeah. Move mm. me. Move me out of the way. And that creates a space for our people, I think, to step into something that if what you were trying to do was sing a song. And it's funny because through the years, <laughs> Rick Dunn always wants a special song and he always wants you to sing it. <laughs> and it's like so the opposite of what you really want but you've always done it so well and I think that's why he always wants you to be the one singing it but um I think that it's it's so counterintuitive to so much of popular music culture and even Mm -hmm. the culture of worship in America and um I just thank you for being a role model for me even through the years um, for that and for I know that a lot of our team really looks up to you in that way. This is the first time I'm hearing your story Mm -hmm. and so what I'm hearing is like you're basically drug kicking and screaming into worship ministry into like (laughs) using your gift and then like somehow that got to the prayer of Jesus moved me out of the way Mm -hmm. but there had to be something that happened between getting drug in because you didn't want to do it Mm -hmm. to like I need to be praying this prayer every time before I lead I think it's really it's interesting to think about all of it um because I was just it was just a shy kid Mm. I was just always a shy kid and did not want to be in front of people um and there was a moment I, I think it was David Stewart who was the worship pastor at the Baptist church where I was um there was a moment <laughs> there's I think we all get really frustrated with false humility mm, in people, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. growing up in church around music ministry and like, yeah. oh no, mm-hmm. I can't do that. And people are like fishing for a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I hate that worse than anything because <laughs> yep. they just want somebody to say, Oh no, you're great. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Hate that. So pretty. That's yeah. so good. So good. No. Um, but I think there's there was a moment, not that I'm not saying that I ever had false, I mean, we all struggle, but mm. that's not what I'm saying. It's just, um, I was so shy and so afraid and so like in my head about it mm-hmm. um, that this guy said, there comes a point where you, in your fear and in your anxiety about it, are actively working against what the Holy Spirit and the Lord are trying to do. In this space and so um it's almost prideful for you to be putting yourself that i mean it's hard to really articulate i don't know if it makes any sense at all yeah it does but it's like in my fear and not wanting to be out front and not wanting to lead it's kind of prideful for me to go "Mm, Mm. no lord i don't care i don't care that you want me to do this i don't i'm not going to honor this thing that you have for me Mm. because I'm too worried about myself and that just really kind of was a big shift for me because I'm like well wait a minute I mean I don't want to do that (laughs) so um it really was about me learning to honor the Lord in what he gave me Mm -hmm. however small um or insignificant it is and give it to him and say all right I don't really want to do this I don't feel comfortable doing this. Mm-hmm. This isn't what I would have chosen, but I'm going to get up here and try to help 
somebody understand what this maybe is supposed to look like. That is that is so yeah. good. And it yeah. it honestly like the trope of worship leaders and and being prideful is like that we stand up in front of people and we kind of get full of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like and so that's where I thought it was coming from when I first heard that that was your mm-hmm. prayer, but it was exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. was like it was it was pride in a different way, but it was like I don't feel like I can do this right. or it's I just don't want to. It's still putting me Sure, my thinking sure. or my needs or whatever above what the Lord's called me to. Man, that is, so. well, it, I honestly, like last night, so we're recording this today after the gathering. That's why we keep saying last night. Um, <laughs> but last night toward the end, I said something about taking next steps. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've kind of struggled with it since I said it, because what, when I said it, I said, I'm not asking you to serve more, like more mm-hmm. often or do more than you're doing, mm-hmm. but I'm asking you like, give more of yourself to this. And I think you just articulated what I said and then have like stayed up all night thinking about, <laughs> um, which is like, I'm not really asking people to, um, uh, to do more. Right. I'm just, I'm asking like, man, if there's more of your heart that the mm-hmm. Lord is asking for, like mm-hmm. it's time now mm-hmm. to bring that and put it on the altar mm-hmm. too, because yeah. then we'll get the full picture mm-hmm. of, uh, what, what a gift you are. And like, what if you had said, no, I just really don't want to do this. Like where would, I mean, you guys know, cause yeah. you, you serve with her. I'm gesturing at Andrew and Emily. Uh, you guys serve with her all the time. Where would we be genuinely without her gift there? I feel certain. I feel pretty certain that the Lord would have found a way. Oh yeah. He's um, good at that. <laughs> well, we're, we're really glad that it included you. Yeah. It's just, it's been such a sweet gift. It really mm-hmm. has. Um, and when you said that last night, I mean, it's convicting for me because, I mean, mm. I've been here for so long and I've had three kids mm-hmm. and I have a high schooler now and life is insane mm. right now. And so it's really easy for me to kind of check out, um, you know, you were talking about at some point somebody said something about coming and really engaging in like meal times before rehearsal mm-hmm. on Wednesday night and then like the time that we spent Emily out praying for each other. And I mean, it was what, like 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. but that is where I feel convicted. Like I need to be more invested. I need to bring more Mm because it's really easy for me to just kind of fly in here on a Wednesday night. I've done it a thousand times (laughs) flying here from five other things after cooking dinner Mm -hmm. and kind of flop up there and, you know, put my ears in, sing a song and, engage my heart for the time that I'm there um it was super convicting when you said it because I'm like "Mm, I've gotten real comfortable just kind of doing the thing Mm. to the best of my ability and you Mm -hmm. know yeah but really engaging my heart with my brothers and sisters who I'm leading with Mm -hmm. um that's something that we've kind of started to build this podcast around is the idea uh that we're living stones and that we're being built into a temple mm. of the Holy Spirit. And and really what we're saying in all of this conversation is like, it's okay to serve the Lord by coming and just doing the thing, especially in seasons that are right. like mm-hmm. some of us get into that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's all I can do to yeah. get there once every six weeks. Yeah. And I think the Lord is honored by that. Just yeah. us just doing our best. But when what you're saying is like, when we do come in and engage at the level of, of being a part of a community that mm-hmm. builds this up into something where we get a more full picture of, yeah. what Jesus is up to here. He has mm-hmm. given you that gift. And that, mm-hmm. that prayer 
just is like in the you know 20 minutes that we've been talking is like blown my mind that it was the other way it was Mm -hmm. it was i didn't even want to give this but Mm -hmm. jesus get me out of the way and i'll give this back to you that's Mm -hmm. so good You know what I see, too, is through the years, the way that you have modeled this, and you have been in a season of, like, young kids and now not quite so young kids, but still three different schools and the insanity of being the chauffeur and all of of the thing, all of the hats that we wear as moms. But a few weeks ago, and I'm going to try not to cry, I stepped into high school um, during rehearsal and you were sitting there on the floor watching your daughter mm. sing with Spencer mm-hmm. and um, and she carries the same the same thing that mm. you do and um, it was it was beautiful and I was like this is good and I and I want Elisa to be able to see like even in what she has been able to bring in the seasons that she's been when, when and when she's felt like it's not enough like there's her daughter stepping into something really beautiful and she's seen it modeled in her mama. And like, I know that those of us with kids um, hope that somehow like what they see in us, it's felt just like it is in the room. Yeah. Like I'm sure that you've taught Anna Kate a lot of things, but also it's something that she's just grown up in yeah. and felt from you. Mm. Well, so much of it is just, it's, I love the, I think there are all kinds of funny memes, like church people memes. One of my favorite one is, look at God. And that's literally what I think. Like, look at God. He used all my mess and all my crazy and all my chaos and used the little, maybe the glimmers of something that I maybe did right and honored him with and just multiplied it times a thousand. Um, And so much of that is just him. And so much of that is him using this body so powerfully mm. um, because there is such a culture that's been fostered and nurtured for so many years of like, we're not trying to model this performance thing where like get up on stage and do the thing and then, you know, big production and whatever. It's always been, and what's I, one of the things I appreciate most about Michael, I mean, he met me for better or worse, when I was like nine and a half months pregnant with Anna Kay. <laughs> Y'all, yeah. it was not a good time. Anyway, um, but he literally like met me. We sang on stage together when he was not even hired yet, when I was like out to here pregnant with her. And Anna Kay was like moving all around. We joke about it. Like she was wanting to leave then, oh. um, which, you know, but Michael was so intentional with like kids choir that she was a part of. Yeah. Um, and I sat outside the room and listened to so much just truth coming from him and other people about this isn't just getting up on stage and singing. You are mm-hmm. leading. I mean, there's just little bitty babies, mm-hmm. like little kids, like, mm-hmm. you, but you are up there to lead mm-hmm. our body in worship to the Lord Mm -hmm. and like not taking that lightly and really being intentional. Like that word is so so overused, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, these kids, you know, Anna Kate's age, I mean, we have, I think that's one of the things I think we do so well as a church. And I'm so proud of is really getting them when they're little and saying, 
we're not just singing. This isn't mm-hmm. just getting up singing a cute song so your mom can take pictures. I mean, we all do that. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. not the that's not the reason. And it's very, very clear and it's well communicated. Like this is worship. Mm-hmm. This is we are ministering to the heart of God. That's what we're here doing. Yeah. And she's been she's been brought up in that. And there are so many people who have been instrumental in that. Miss Jean Ragland. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anna Kate, if you sat her down today and asked her about it she would have so much to say about Miss mm. Jean and her sweetheart and just there's so many Abby who have gone in with those kids and yeah. taught mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a you, you it's evident that it's a very important part of what we're doing here mm-hmm. it's generational and that's a big deal and it's such a gift well Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. This has been so good. Way to go. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> that roof didn't fall in. It did not it, it, fall in. Right before we started, Elisa said, I have never listened to a podcast. So. I tried. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that true? You've never listened to a podcast? Not a whole one. Mm-mm. That is so surprising No, when so Emily asked me about me. it, I was like, are you, you sure? <laughs> I don't know that as a consumer of exactly zero podcasts, I'm going to make a very good podcast interview. I think, yeah, it was perfect. I would never have guessed. You fooled me. Yeah. You're awesome. Oh, my gosh. We love you. Thank you for being a part of this. Thanks for coming today. And. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Hey, if you're listening still and I didn't cut this out, we're still trying to figure out how to tie the bow on these. Does anybody have any ideas? Let's workshop this. In your group of friends, what is what is the thing you're asked about the most that you, they know you'll have the answer for or an opinion on? There's got to be a way to ask this. There's like three. Like smoother. What are the three? Samsung refrigerators and why they are the devil. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I got banned from Facebook for a comment that I made <laughs> three days ago what about was it. A comment? Because they jail? thought that I was like threatening somebody and I was not. I was you just going to down. very passionate statement about why this person should not, under any circumstances, purchase a Samsung refrigerator and how I wanted to blow mine up in a field. When we finally got rid of it. And apparently Facebook thought that that was threatening. Well, you can't say things like blow it up in a field, I think, on Facebook. Well, now, now they look I know. out for stuff yeah, like that. I, I did appeal it, and they let me back. A refrigerator. So it's fine. What, what are the other two? Um, the other one's not really that fun. It's skincare and makeup. It's true. Which, Thank know, God. That's not fun. She's my guru. <laughs> I have saved some people. Though. You have? A couple. Um, and, I mean, we have to – I mean – I feel like among people in general, I don't know that much, but maybe among like women my age, I may know a little bit about football. You know more than than me about football, and I'm a regular. I sit down on Saturdays and watch football, (laughs) and I'm intimidated by. I also can't. I mean, it's not just me. It's not like I'm just sitting here reading up on things and watching film i'm married to somebody this is the false humility piece (laughs) you just need to lay down the pride and say you know a lot about football (laughs) (laughs) to admit the gift you've given me of sports knowledge that's right no i'm just married to somebody who knows a lot about it and answers all of my inane questions that i drive him absolutely crazy with because remember he's a five oh yeah shout out to and i'm a two and i'm just like what's that where's who who's that what's he doing why are they not why are they lined up that way are you sure you're not a five and he's like, 
Me? Yeah. Don't twos like go to five and health or something? Mm-mm. No. Is, we're going to turn this into an Enneagram no, podcast. We're not. <laughs> where do, I know I where go to twos? eight and unhealth. It's pretty oh. obvious. Yeah. Where, what about in health? We have, she has a name. What's among her name? My friends. <laughs> What's, What's her, her name? I think it's Doreen. Oh, yeah, Doreen. <laughs> Remember Doreen and Darlene? Doreen's ready to burn it down. Yeah, Doreen, she, when she comes she's, out, she's on the Facebook with the Samsung refrigerator. She came out. She came out on fourth and inches in the third quarter last Saturday against Texas. Doreen was not a happy camper. She was real mad when we didn't get it when we lined up in the shotgun on fourth oh. and inches. Well, Elisa slash Doreen, thanks for being here today. We love you. We're so glad you're here. We do love you. It's been a blast. I think my favorite part of that entire story, and the thing that kind of blew me away, is when I, I, had, I think Emily had mentioned her prayer before, Jesus moved me out the way. And I thought it was like the typical, you know, trying to trying to put on some kind of humility as a worship leader. We're on stage standing in front of people, but we're not supposed to enjoy that in some way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the expectation, but it actually was the opposite, right? She, she uh, just felt like, terrified to be in front of people and was going to withhold the gift that she was given because of that. And that to me is such a refreshing perspective on like what God is up to when he really does ask us some time to offer ourselves. And we just have to say, not in my strength, Lord, but in my weakness, like you're going to have to do this. And then we get a beautiful gift like hers uh, to come and and, uh, be a part of the place that we're creating for people to worship. It's just, it's just fascinating to me. It was incredible. Yeah. And when I think about like, uh, Elisa's story at fellowship. I kind of wonder if maybe the key to longevity, like to serving in one place for like 15 years and like faithfully, um, and like never making it about herself. Like she, Elisa has every opportunity to mm-hmm. like make it about herself. Like she's so good. People at fellowship trust her. Um, she's been around, she knows people. Um, but instead like the song of her heart is like, move me out of the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's just something to that of like, um, like choosing to put the Lord first in like a kind of rhythm Mm -hmm. way, like a heartbeat drum beat, like coming back to it every time kind of way. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to close this first episode of the priesthood. Um, by praying for us as a team. So Father, we come before you and we thank you. Um, just thank you for this team. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for Elisa, Lord, for her heart to serve you. And Lord, I just ask that all of us would echo her prayer. Mm-hmm. Jesus, move us out of the way. Um, would you use us? Would we see what you're doing and follow your spirit? Um, Lord, I pray for each member of our team today as they're listening. Lord, would would your Holy Spirit encounter and encourage each person right now? Thank you for this season um, that you are weaving together so beautifully. We trust you. We love you. And we pray all of this in your name. Amen. Amen.